1: Get Vigoro potting soil just eight ninety seven at the Home Depot. How doers get more done? Hey, hey. Caroline, she's a queen of talking. Hey, what's
2: on your mind? She's getting real, not afraid to feel. Take a soul to soul, just let it flow. No one can do it quite like Caroline. It's time for Caroline.
0: I am just thrilled to be here with Molly Fletcher. You are like a legend in the sports agent sports world. I mean, literally, you are a game changer, and you have just you set the bar for women. As you were called, you are called the Jerry Maguire woman, like the woman Jerry Maguire in the sports agency world. You are such a boss, and you are so smart. You have managed some of the Biggest athletes, or I don't know, agent. What is it? Is it called managing? Is that what it is? Yeah, agent, agent manage the career. Sure. Of some of the biggest athletes out there, negotiated huge contracts, all alongside men, where women aren't normally the ones doing this. And you're going neck and neck, and just like rocking it. And you have just gathered so much wisdom on how to negotiate, how to conserve your energy, and be wise with your energy how to be fearless. You just have, you've written five books about this too. You have so much information that you have learned and internalized and now shared with us doing these huge deals with the biggest power players in the industry for the most money you can imagine. I'm sure like, it's just the stakes have been so high for you and you just have like done it. It's awesome. (laughs)
3: it's been fun. I'm super grateful. I mean, we, you know, but these guys and gals do what they do on the field. And for me to, as an agent for years, have an opportunity to help capitalize on that for them uh, on and off the field. It's, it's a real pleasure and a treat. I mean, they, they have such a short window of time to do, you know, something that, 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 you know, they make it a lifetime or in four years, what most of us make in a lifetime and, and, and plus plus. Right. So to be trusted in that very short window of time by them, um, you know, was always just an absolute honor. And t- I took it very seriously.
0: But it really is so interesting, like the art of negotiation. What you talk about this a lot. And I am definitely by no means a sports agent, but I have a three year old and I am constantly negotiating with her. And <laughs> I have realized like my approach, how I come in there and set the stage and set up the situation with her determines if we're going to have a meltdown determines if we're going to have if she's going to have fun with it if we're going to have a good day for a while. like literally how I come in mentally and set the stage with her affects the outcome and so I'm just sitting there thinking if this is like happening with a three-year-old like you know like that's just like such a small little example but literally human beings are the same, like how you go into a situation, the energy that you come in with, the way you set the stage, the way you go in for the deal, all of that, like that determines whether I mean, really, I mean, not that like someone will probably have their mind made up already if they're wanting leaning towards the deal or not. But if it's like in debate, or you're trying to get something, I'm sure how you set it up can make or break that situation and the energy that you bring into it as the agent. So like you said, to have the trust of these huge players for you to be the one navigating and negotiating their contracts, that's huge. So talk to me about negotiation because I really wanna talk about this in energy, conserving your energy and using your energy wisely because you've studied this firsthand in the highest, like in the most intense playing arena that you could possibly have a chance to study this. Tell me about negotiation and setting the stage so you have a successful negotiation.
3: Sure. Well, I mean, you know, if, for me as an agent, you know, Caroline, I negotiated every day all day long because it was just the nature of that world. I mean, be it, you know, appearances or endorsements or or huge contracts, um, you know, navigating athletes through free agency and arbitration and all the things that occur inside, whether it's baseball, whether it's golf, whether it's a broadcaster. And, you know, so for me, I've always believed that it's about relationships. It's about building connection with the people that you're negotiating with and understanding who you're negotiating with. In other words, I think so often when people negotiate, they spend all kinds of time thinking about what they want. Oh, right? yeah. The things that they need for this to be a win and i think you got to flip that on the head and say what do they need what mm. what matters most to them what's going on in their world what is this person's and we teach this in our negotiation training what is this person's negotiation style and you're are, talking are about they,
0: not your not your client the person you're
3: negotiating the deal with the person that you're negotiating with absolutely but but you know to your point about setting the stage and 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 building that foundation you know i was always incredibly prepared for these kinds of conversations. And when you are, you can approach them with more confidence. You yeah. can approach them with, with greater connection, for sure. Um, it, it, it's important. And and that, you know, I saw a lot of mistakes and I made mistakes, right? I mean, one of the biggest, you know, things I see often is people don't pause and and, mm. and if build a great connection. If you lay the foundation, if you even add value to the person that you're negotiating with, which people think is counterintuitive, but if you add value to them in advance of making the ask, when you do ask for what you want at some level, you can pause and hold the space. And, oh, and I, that's hard to pause. That is it's like- It's hard. It's hard, but, but let me take some. It's a secret weapon. And I wrote a book about negotiation and that chapter, in fact, was one of the ones that people really found remarkably helpful in addition to other areas of it. But that pause piece, it's huge. And a pause can be- you know 15 seconds 30 seconds a minute it can be a week a month but when we pause particularly after we've laid the foundation and connected and all those you you ask for what you want and you just stop because you've already Woo. done all that right yeah. yeah you've already laid that foundation
0: man so- it takes so much confidence to pause and cuz like my natural reaction i've been working on pausing too is Oh my God, I need to fill that space because, like, what I want them to like me, they're not talking. But no, that's just, that's absolutely the wrong mentality.
3: It is. And it, you know, it's, it's, and I saw it work so many times with the athletes, with the general managers, with the networks, but, but it sends a message. It sends a message that I've, I've, I've painted this picture for you really clearly. And, and for me, I was representing athletes. And, and so, if I knew what my guy wanted and I knew his level of confidence around it, I could, I could make that ask and pause. But I think to your question earlier too, Caroline, I mean, to me, one of the main reasons people don't negotiate as much as they could, I believe negotiation is everywhere all around us all day long. We've just got to stay creative, stay open, but we've got to get the reps in. You know, the more you do it, the more confident you get having these kinds of difficult conversations, but one of the main reasons, particularly women, don't negotiate as much as men is a lack of confidence around it. And so then you pull back and go, okay, well, what wh- how do we close that gap? And it's practice, it's reps. It's it's you know, it's going to Starbucks and getting a coffee and then just for fun, trying to see if you can talk them into a free shot of espresso. <laughs> it's 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 ha- you know, I mean, I negotiated, you know, with the orthodontist for my daughter's teeth. I mean, how'd you what, do it? How would you do it? Tell me. Well, and, and and those are moments where you think, well, you, you don't negotiate with an orthodontist. Who does that, right? But again, it's just reps in a small, low-risk situation at some level, right? Not asking for a raise or a, you know. And so so. long story short, we have three girls. I mean, now they're 20, 19, and 19, but we had three girls in 12 months. That's a whole nother story, Caroline. Ooh. It's unbelievable. They're, so they were like six, six, and seven. And you know, their mouths look like landmines. And so I needed to, we we needed to get braces. Well, now, you know, it's a racket, right? Like you get braces, this is what you have to look forward to with your three-year-old. You get braces for, I don't know, 12 to 24 months. And then four or five years later, you do it again. You do phase one so they can get all your money then. And then you do phase two, which is horrifying. I'm 51 years old and I can tell you, I mean, (laughs) <laughs> that didn't exist. When I told my parents this, they're like, that's a racket. So, anyway, I'm sitting in this in the orthodontist office. I've got these three girls. Their mouths look like landmines. They <laughs> definitely need braces, but I'm not really sold on this, you know, phase one, phase two. And it's already, you know, I think it was three grand a kid. And so I'm sitting in the office. It's really crowded. It's a great location. You know, there's two docs but I'm watching the whole thing. Once I kind of have the girls visit it, you know, have the girls checked and then get the quote. And the lady says to me, as we sit in the office, Hey, so here's what we're going to do with the girl. This is what they need. And she walks me through it and says, so it's, you know, it's three grand a, a, a girl. So it's nine grand. And I said, okay, cool. Now, meanwhile, I've kind of taken in the whole vibe of the whole place. And and I said, wow. I said, so like, you guys are busy. I mean, you're in an unbelievable location. And she goes, oh yeah, no, we, yeah, we're so busy. I mean, we we just brought in this other doc now because, you know, how much demand we have and all. And I said, man, so how many, how many like people like me and like this do you do a year? And she starts telling me, and I said, and you invoice them all on this, you know, nine grand overtime monthly. She goes, yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of a pain in the ass. And she goes, yeah, for <laughs> sure. I said, uh, wow. I said, well- do they always pay on time? And she goes, no. And I'm like, and they got the braces on, so you don't have a whole lot of leverage. And she's laughing. <laughs> and I said, well, what if we did something? We're like, let's say, you know, this invoicing sounds kind of like a pain for you. It's a little bit of a sore spot. I said, what if we do? I pay you in advance. I'll write you a check right now for six grand, and we'll just do kind of like a buy two get one free deal. What do you think? Stop. And I just sort of stopped and she like looks at me and goes, Wow. Well, huh? let me go ask the docs if that's something that we can do. I mean, we've never really done that before. And she comes back like a couple minutes later and she goes, done. Love it. But you're just so
0: confident and you're so cool. And you're not like, you're not showing nervousness in it.
3: Well, I think, and that's just a result of, of practicing and looking at these kinds of moments. Kind of as fun as an opportunity to just get some reps in practice. I mean, I was prepared for her to say no and pay the retail price and do the system and the process the way they do it. But why not like in kind of a fun, safe way, do that? But part of the reason I think that it worked and what I'm a big believer in is, is this, you got to get in their head and heart. You got to know what they're worried about. Mm. And by kind of watching the environment. Asking some questions, it gave me also a little bit of confidence to make that ask to understand that potentially I was, in fact, solving a smidge of a problem for. Right. For both ones. So, you know, the thing the thing I encourage people to do, and I just was fortunate to have this platform as an agent to negotiate constantly. And what I found was the more I did it, the more confident I got. And the more that you start to see what works, what doesn't Um mistakes that I made along the way and and so you know that's my hope is that the more women can practice the more people can practice the more confident they get and then they're more confident in the big moments the moments where they're asking for big stuff potentially at work or you know other huge purchases in their life homes cars things like that they they have you know they've gotten some reps in and they feel more confident in those moments so
0: you have a whole book on negotiating so i i think this is just such a great topic that you go straight to the heart of the matter for, especially for women, because I just know as women, we're just like, we just doubt ourselves more than men. And it's just, I feel like the tides are turning, especially women like you getting the message out there. But there is still a lot of women who just don't trust themselves and just don't think that they can negotiate or don't feel like they have the confidence to do it. So Mm -hmm. if you are going to do just like for women listening, because a lot of women listen to this podcast and a lot of women know that they are capable and they just don't know how, Mm
3: -hmm. how, what
0: are some easy steps? Like how could someone, a woman, or how could someone start to negotiate for themselves in their everyday life? Like you just said Mm -hmm. with the orthodontics, like I wouldn't have even known how to assess that situation. Like you just did, or like you are even saying, like ask for a shot of an espresso at at Starbucks. How can we start looking for opportunities to negotiate? And then how do we do it? How do you start implementing it? If you don't, have the natural skill set or you haven't practiced it.
3: Well, I mean, one way to do it would be, you know, and I and I'm just literally sort of sharing this off the fly, but I I mean, I would I would almost encourage people to pull back and say make a list personally and professionally of all the things in your life that you potentially have an opportunity to negotiate, right? So, and think about your life, you know, the things that you pay for now, right? You know whether it's cars or houses or um, clothes or you know the yard guy, the gutter guy, the the car wash guy. The I mean, just just make a list of the things. You know, go back to your Amex and look at all the outflows and go. Okay, wait wait a minute. I wonder, right? If 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 I if I scheduled these cleaning people every week for less time, maybe I could. I mean, just make a list of all the things. And then I would pull back and think, is there a scenario by which you would be a little bit happier with this deal? And then consider what is that individual most worried about? What matters most to them? And then begin to see if there's some opportunities where you could make an ask that in fact might benefit the other person, but it's in a safe personal potentially environment where there's, you would argue maybe a little bit less risk, right? And and I mean, I'm talking about things like you go to the grocery store and you have your stack of coupons, and three of the ten are expired. Work the lady at the thing and say, "Look, it was just last week." I mean, I'm just talking about like two two dollar thirty cents cottage cheese. I mean, don't you think maybe you could just 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 recognize this coupon, even though it's just last week? Like, just have fun in all these little moments. You go pick out a dress for a for a, an event, and it's got a little stain on it, a little mark on it. You walk up to the lady, and she you know rings it up and you just sort of point this spot out that maybe you're not that worried about you don't really care about it it doesn't bother you that much but how about you keep, you know start at 20 25% off and you might settle at 10 or 15% off but fun just have fun with it in those moments right yeah. because they they're 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 literally everywhere and so oh. what what i would encourage people to do is look at all the things you pay for and then consider the ways in which you can lean into these little moments. And and then what happens inevitably in that you start to get confidence and and then you start to, you know, maybe step into bigger moments. Maybe it's, it's, you know, cars, maybe it's houses, maybe it's your job, your career. Um, And you build up that confidence and the reps to, 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 to lean into those bigger ones. So I would say that would be a good way I mean, that, that is just sort of a lifestyle approach (laughs) at some level to gaining confidence and, you know, at some level suffocating a little bit of the fear that bubbles up inside of us when we've got to step into these moments.
0: I love that. And I love that you have fun with it and you don't, you're not, you're just assessing the situation. You're just looking at all the opportunities that looking at everything as an opportunity. And then seeing, okay, let me just try this. Let me see how I could be helping someone else, but not being scared to ask and to go in there. I feel like that's another thing that can hold people back is being too scared to even speak up or ask when you do have an idea like to negotiate or to try to get a, you know, to try to work a situation. But like just being, just being cool to ask for it. Ask what you want and spot and say something, whatever you see, like that could be a deal, like say it out loud.
3: Yeah. And part of it, like I learned a a ton from my mom, honestly, like my mom. And I I mean, and here's another lifestyle example, right? Like um, we'd go to a, a show and I was 14 and the underage price for the ticket was 13 and under. But I just turned 14, right? Like two weeks ago. And my mom would work that chick at the front ticket counter to get me in at the 13 rate versus the 14 rate. But she was prepared to pay the extra five bucks if she had to but like that's an example of just those moments where we can practice right and you know so the only thing i would say is i was not born confident in this right i i had it modeled a little bit at home and then i stepped into a career so the one thing i would say to women is we're not born confident right we get confident through actions through behaviors through mm-hmm. through 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 what through a shift at some level through our behavior that begins to change our mindset and the, and the self-talk and the story that sometimes we tell ourselves in these moments when we think you gotta be crazy. Like you're not going to do this. I mean, (laughs) if you change your story to what's at risk, what's at risk if I fail, what's at risk if this doesn't work. And, you know, in these little lifestyle opportunities and moments, often the risk is low. And, you know, and I would encourage, you know, like you said, I love how you said that. I mean, and it's true. Have fun. fun. Yeah. You say that. Like, that's what I like is that you're
0: saying, have fun with this. Mm -hmm. And you, you said, this is like your mission statement. You have so many, like just nuggets of information. You were saying people settling for less than their full potential breaks your heart. Yeah, And you are someone who broke into the sports industry as an outsider, as a woman, and you could have easily not, gone for your full potential. There's a million reasons for you to step back, for you to play small. So you have made it your life's mission for to help people step into their full potential. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for a lot of us to do. I feel like, I feel like it's scary because you have to be confident. You have to be willing to negotiate. You also talk about living fearlessly. Mm-hmm. How do we live fearlessly? And then energy management, because these are such key things, especially for someone like you, who is like, I was listening to some other podcasts that you did, and you were talking to someone about energy management in a time when you really felt like you weren't managing your energy well. You had all of these high client, high power client athletes on your roster, and like you had picked your parents up for the airport, and you were having lunch with them, and you loved being with your parents so much, and you were literally like on your phone nonstop. Like people had emergency after emergency after emergency. It felt like emergencies, you know. It's like life and death with these athletes, and so it's like you're like answering the call, and you're not being able to be present with your parents who came in town to see you who you love to be with. And that was like a moment where you're like, okay, I need to work on energy. Like I got to switch this more or less. I feel like that's what I gathered from that situation. So talk to me about energy, managing your energy, using your energy wisely, how to know where to put your energy and where not to. And especially with like these athletes who are having people come at them all the time, With I'm sure wonderful opportunities like brand deals and like big paying deals, but it's like you can't say yes to all of them. And so deciding where to say yes, when to say no, how do you know how to do that? How Mm -hmm. do you decipher that? I feel like that is a huge lesson I have been learning. I used to say yes to everything because I didn't know what I wanted. And so I like wanted to say yes to all this because like, well, maybe that's what I want. Maybe that's what I I need to try this. I need to try this. And now it's like, no, I'm gonna say no first until I can absolutely figure out why it's going to be a yes. But that's mm. taken me 40 years to just figure out. Right.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, to your first part, I mean, it does. It breaks my heart. People that don't live to their fullest. And and what I mean by that, I gave a TED talk um, that kind of went viral and it was all about how, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not about talent. It's about drive because I saw a lot of talented people not have the level of success, whatever they deemed that word to mean to them, that they anticipated potentially as an athlete. And so, and, and then I think, but I think about drive differently from the perspective that it's, that it's about fulfillment, not achievement. You know, I've, I've seen sadly a lot of people with a lot of achievements, a lot of mm-hmm. money, trophies, accolades, but they're not fulfilled. And I <laughs> yeah. think that, and that breaks my heart. I mean, I had a, a friend of mine, a female, who's a big time executive at a company. And we were together one day for lunch and she was just having a hard time. And I said, what's going on? And she said, look, I'm, I'm, I am I'm feel like I'm disconnected from my kids. My husband's you know, gaining weight. We're arguing all the time. I'm never taking time to exercise. I'm traveling more than I ever have. I got a promotion, but they're not giving me a raise until the end of the year. And You know, I'm just going and burning it at both ends, which you know, Caroline, we're hearing from everybody right now. Yeah. And the thing is,
0: like you say too, when you're a leader and you have all these skills, people are gonna just take and take and take because you get it done. Leaders get it done, make it happen. You do an excellent job. So it's like the more you will say yes, the
3: more people are gonna put on your plate. Absolutely. Totally. And so I I looked at her and I said, What are you, what are you chasing? And she goes, mm. what, are you, what are you talking about? I said, What are you chasing? She goes, What, what, what the hell kind of question is that? <laughs> and I said, Well, what's it all for? I mean, what is this all for? The promotion, the what 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 are you chasing? You know, and she goes, you know, Molly, I don't think I know. And I go, okay, cool. Well, let's work on that. Let's figure that out. Let's gain some clarity there. And I can help you with that, right? And to me, I, I'm a huge fan. And you reference personal mission statements. I think we need purpose statements in our own. Like companies have purpose statements, mission statements that they lean into to guide their decisions on yes and no. I think people need them too. Yeah. Right. We need person, personal mission statements, purpose statements to guide our, to your point earlier, yeses and nos. so that we're ensuring that we're that our ladders up against the right wall that that the things that we value the most, that our behavior is aligning with that.
1: Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
2: A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
1: Wait! Did we just invent California?
0: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
2: Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com.
0: Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Instead of just getting swept up in the cyclone of life.
3: Right, right. And that was, and you know, uh, Caroline, that was a result of me misaligning a lot and and that was where i got the clarity and you told that story i mean i had just moved down to atlanta i was trying to get a job in the sports space i had i had gotten the job my parents had come down to visit me and the entire time we were at lunch after i picked them right up from the airport i was so excited i mean my parents and i were so close and my phone rang and i just kept jumping up from the table and it was one athlete after another one coach after another and and it was a moment when I I realized, wow, okay I have to I have to do a better job of of number one. I had to have the confidence to to, to let my guys know, look, for this one hour, (laughs) I'll I'll call you back in an hour. Right. Like we have to be able to set boundaries. boundaries. And I think, you know, one of the things that I teach in our energy training, and I wrote a book called The Energy Clock Around Energy, because I think energy, particularly for us as women, can solve a lot of problems for us. Yeah. And, and, and I think women, we, and I say women a lot, I, I know that's a, a lot of your listeners, but I think this is, a, you know, this is non-gender specific per se, but I think we have to get really clear on what gives us energy. Like yes. what are the things, what gives you energy? Like what are the five, 10, 15 Things because what we can't do is we can't wait until you know four months till Easter break and the the vacation that we have planned. We've got to find out how can we ensure that we infuse energy in ourselves consistently. Oh yeah, manage the level of demand because here's the deal: the level of demand on people right now is exceeding their capacity, and the impact that the level of demand has had inside of COVID on women, particularly in the workforce, is horrifying. Right. So we we have to make sure we train, literally train ourselves to manage the demand, and that creates intention. That requires intentionality. That create requires systems. So what systems. I encourage, with yeah, systems. I mean, and and what? So we've got to figure out what gives us energy, and we got to figure out what drains our energy. And part of this, Caroline, is my like, you know, twenty years in in the sports space working with athletes and coaches who didn't operate against calendars the way business people do. Right, right? right. Athletes, they have very little awareness per se and don't operate against it. They operate against their playing schedule and the kind of energy they need to perform at their best in the big moments. And then I get out into the business world when I stepped away and now I speak and write. And I was, it was amazing to me, the level of intensity, if you will, around calendars, less so around performance and having the energy for the moments that matter, right? Like right. often business people, we just accept, accept, yes, I'll go to that cocktail hour. Yes, I'll go to that lunch meeting. Yes, I'll go to that coffee meeting. And then we get there and we're pushing all this energy into the potentially less important. Now we don't have the energy to perform at our best in, in the important moments. Yes. Yes. Right? So I think we've got to say, what are the things that give us energy? And we've got to put those in our calendars first. Okay. Yes. You know, if it's, if it's working out, if it's yoga, if it's a walk, if it's whatever it is for you, time in the morning, quiet times, prayer, whatever it is for you, put that in first, right? Then put your personal, you know, family, children a spouse in first moment.
0: though. I love that, especially for women. Well, yeah, because if, if you put, don't yes.
3: because if you don't have energy, how good are you for your children, for yes. your colleagues, for your spouse? You're not now, and this was counterintuitive for me because I grew up in a home with very unselfish parents who didn't always put themselves first. They 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 were giving constantly. So this was a shift for me mindset wise. I was like, wait, this feels really selfish. This isn't right. But what I thought, what I found through my own mistakes was if if I didn't take care of myself, nothing else worked. I mean you had
0: no energy to give.
3: I wasn't showing up as the kind of mom, the kind of employee, the kind of spouse, the kind of friend, the kind of parishioner at my church. Nothing if I didn't have any energy. So We've got to put that in our calendars. Right. Then we put in, you know, our kids sports events their their piano recital, our spouse, our date night once a week, whatever it is, put it in and create some non-negotiables around those. Mm. And and now then we can begin to protect what really
0: matters to you. You have to really protect it. it.
3: Right and then you react to the requests that come in based on now your current platform of availability because you've already ensured that you're giving energy and attention to the things that you are that you that you're clear on matter most to you. That's first. Health, I love that. Your health, your rest, your family. Now granted, I'm not suggesting that every single person, I mean but has has perfect uh that has total control over their calendar. But what I do believe is we can be more more intentional about our energy. I mean, I'll give you an example. We do energy training all over the country. We trained about 2,600 people for John Deere dealers. Now, these are people that stand at a counter <laughs> all day long with people that come in with their tractor, their lawnmower, their whatever that's broken. So these people don't operate as rig- rigorously on a schedule. But what we help them do is understand the level of intention that they could live into throughout the day by stepping outside for a minute, by ensuring they take the breaks they need, by 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 fueling their body with healthy snacks throughout the day, by ensuring they get the kind of rest they need the night before, by by building in these micro breaks, right? Um and just looking at their schedule through the lens of energy versus the lens of time. I and love that. It's energy.
0: It's,
3: it's a big deal. I mean, and this book did really well in our our training program that we train people with does really well and it, it's just so you know, burnout to me is really at some level a result of a couple of things. Number one, I think it's hard to get burned out if you're living your purpose. If you're living like, in your purpose, okay. Like I would argue Tom Brady, he, he, he wasn't burned out. He just felt like he couldn't win a Super Bowl anymore. That's why he stepped away. And he Do you, works- and I'm not trying to gossip, but you would be
0: someone who I feel like just loves. Do you feel like he was glad that he came back and blew up his whole life or- was that just like, you just couldn't stop playing football? Cause I'm like, man, God, Oh, and now you can retire the next year, but I'm sure there's so much more to it.
3: So anyway, we don't have to talk about Tom Brady. I, I, I don't know Tom personally enough to, to really speak to it, but what I, but what I have seen historically with athletes toward the end of their career, if they don't have a clear purpose in life beyond what they do, Hmm. it gets really hard to step away. And I've seen that, on, on on with a lot of athletes and coaches men and women uh, across all different sports and that's why I always when I represented athletes always tried to ensure that they had fulfillment Ooh, and purpose
0: outside of it
3: when the jersey wasn't on their back oh god you're such a great agent because you see the whole person <laughs> well that was what being a woman I'll, I'll be honest with you you know it's funny I, I think being a woman people sometimes will ask me that at keynotes right like Boy, was that a dis I get the question a lot of different ways, which is kind of fun. Was that a disadvantage to be a woman? Or sometimes what was it like being a woman? How hard was it being? I mean, I get the question a lot of ways, which is always interesting to decipher. But, you know, to me, it was it was a secret weapon from the perspective of I wasn't their wife, I wasn't their sister, I wasn't their girlfriend, I wasn't their mother. But I had been, I was a student athlete at Michigan State. So I had played at a D1 level, but never professionally. So I felt like I got it a little bit, certainly not at that level. Um, but being a woman, I think at some level, I took a little bit more of a holistic approach. And and I would have wives say to the athlete, if it was a male, 90% of the people I represented were, were guys. You know, they would say, look, I don't even know your agent. Like they don't care when you get traded. And I'm sitting here with. A car and house and 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 I'm pregnant and I got like this lady cares about all of us and for you by the way to go do what you do as a golfer or a baseball player it's a lot more effective you're a lot more effective when everything at home feels right yes. and I think we all can relate to that right like if I feel misaligned with my husband or my kids or my I am less productive at work yeah totally so to feel that connection right. So athletes are the same way, right? They're human beings. I mean, yes, they have an enormous ability to navigate amazing capacity on a public stage, but they're human beings. I mean, Tiger, I would argue, went through some windows of time where he didn't perform at his best, and you could say, huh, I wondered if that was because of the mess that was happening off away from the golf course. And so, you know, I, I definitely saw that and wanted to put my arms around the entire family, not just the athlete
0: oh Molly and that's so awesome and I do feel like that is you being a woman but like holding your boundaries so you didn't sacrifice yourself to be in the man's world and then also holding boundaries for your clients so they didn't have to sacrifice every single thing in their life so they could have this career and then have their whole life blow up around it that's just so profound so what did you tell your friends because I want to kind of circle back your friend executive who was having a burnout, who got her promotion, but wasn't going to get paid. Her home life was suffering husband, kids, not connected. What? Ha- Cause like, I feel like that's sometimes the hard part when you're, when you're yeah. climbing the ladder, when you're yeah. trying to establish your name, when you're trying to become this like person in your industry, that's respected. And you know, you're putting in all these hours, you're doing all this stuff because you want to build your career But how, how do you tell someone like that, which you had this conversation with your friend, how do you put those boundaries in place when no one else that you're working with or the people above you don't care if you have boundaries and really prefer you not to have boundaries because they want to take all your
3: time? Mm -hmm. Well, it starts with clarity and awareness, right? I mean, you got to get really, really clear.
0: Did she get her mission statement? Did y'all get it knocked out? That's right. And
3: so we pulled back and said, okay, let's build, let's build a personal mission statement. Now let's look at our existing life, physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, and spiritually, and, and ask ourselves, what, where are the gaps? What do we need to begin to say no to? What do we need to pull off of our plate? What can we give away and delegate? What are the things that drain your energy across all of those energy categories, mental, emotional, physical, And what are those drainers? And how can we ensure that we consistently and effectively attempt to remove those slowly over time? Now, part of this means that we have to manage up, down, and around, right? Right. At some level, you've got to pull back. And and that's what I coached her to do as a friend was we we need to sit down in our personal life and have some conversations to attempt to, to realign around the physical, mental, emotional, relational best version of yourself. And in turn, what that means you have to say no to. And then we've got to do that professionally. Even if you're
0: scared, what if you're scared, you're going to like lose your job (laughs) because they're like, you're not, how how do you not lose your job
3: and do the boundaries? Well, I think if it's a bit of a conversation around, if, if we want me to perform at this level over a long period of time, this is in fact, what I think is going to allow us to do that together. I also think you've got to build a great foundational relationship in in advance of this kind of a conversation, which probably and hopefully exists, right? With those above, around, and and beside you. But at some level, it requires having the conversation with self-awareness, with love, with understanding what they're worried about, what matters most to them, their priorities, but helping them see that for me to sustain and contribute, over time and at scale, inside of the current demands, here's the kind of schedule and intentionality I need to do that. And sometimes, here's the thing Caroline, sometimes it's just, hey, to my assistant, hey, if you schedule a one hour call for me, give me 15 minutes before the next one. Just let me stand up, move around, step outside, you know, say a prayer, call a friend, respond to a, te- what, call my child, Give me a gap Mm. because what isn't sustainable is seven or eight hours of back to back to back to back. Because then you know what that becomes? The woman sitting in her bed with her laptop on her lap after three glasses of wine with her husband beside her, who she doesn't want to talk to because she's got to respond to the 200 emails that came in that she never could respond to all day long. But if we manage our schedule effectively We build in the space and the capacity to allow for our ability to react to those things without being that person consistently with a laptop in our bed. Oh, that's so
0: wise. Building in, like you were saying with the John Deere people, building in those micro breaks, building in those breaks for movement, those breaks for your mind to have a time off, the breaks to get some other work done. That's so
3: smart. Well, Caroline, I I think that, look, stress and demand are definitely impacting burnout, for sure. But the other issue is just a lack of intentional recovery. In other words, it's not usually stress that actually creates the burnout. It's the lack of recovery. It's the lack of space and time to fuel yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, That's the gap. It's resilience. It's recovery. I mean, it's, 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 it's that, that lack of recovery over a long period of time is what's creating an environment of significant burnout.
0: Yeah. So what if you don't have a lot of space for recovery? How do you work in some small recoveries to keep yourself going?
3: Well, I mean, number one, I would coach people to pull back and go, I mean, first we've got to start with the the energy audit I teach and people can go to mollyfletcher.com. It's there. It's a free download, but Basically, you go, what gives me energy? Get really clear. Write that down. Write down everything from things that take two minutes, one minute, five, 30, two days, a day. What? Write those down. What are the drainers? Write all those down. Now go to your schedule for the next 30 days and look at your schedule And, and because potentially it's fairly well-baked, potentially, right? Or 60 or whatever that looks like for you. And begin to say, how can I make some adjustments? Are there things that I can delegate? Can I tighten some things up? Should I push some things out that aren't necessarily urgent? Right? How can I look at each and every week and day and get intentional about inserting, whether it's two minute, three minute, you know, five, 50, whatever, these little micro breaks? But also, are there things that I can push out, give away, delegate, or remove fully? Right? Mm-hmm. Then what I encourage people to do is go out even farther and start to protect the time mm. in your calendar for the, the 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 morning workout, the evening, the date nights, the kids' schedule, the all that. Now you've got a little bit more of a blank slate to deal with potentially, right? So go load that up with the things that you've already gotten clear on that you need that give you energy, that are important to you, that align with your purpose and your mission, that align with your values. And and, and, and and that align with what matters most. My assistant would go out when my girls were playing sports in high school. She would load everything in. all the games, everything so but that you didn't miss games. No heck. Oh, no. heck, yeah, you were there even though
0: most agents miss all the games. <laughs>
1: Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
2: A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
1: Wait! Did we just invent California?
0: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
2: Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A
3: dot com. That's right. No, I was. I mean, I'm not saying I was at... I, I did miss some, but the right. big ones, I was I was sure to be there. I mean, but I did miss. I mean, I wasn't at 100%, but I would say I was at 85 to 90% of it. Huge! The- but that's just a scheduling. I mean, that was just intention. That's all that was. That was making sure that if there was the, you know, the state championship first round that my office didn't schedule a, a dinner that night, that I didn't need to do that particular night, right? Yes. Now, yeah, I dealt with real fire drills, uh, an athlete getting fired or hired or called up to the big leagues. And those were moments where I had to, in that in that situation, evaluate right? Like, am I going to be at the game or are they playing them again in a week and a half? And I can miss that because I got to be at this big league call-up. That didn't happen very much.
0: Man, you just, that that's so great. You set yourself up for success. So then when you do have those fire drills, you really have a template and a system to evaluate it. And you don't feel like you've been neglecting your life. And so you can make the decision that you need to make in that moment because yep. your life isn't a fire drill. You just have exactly. moments that are those fire drills, but like your whole life you have under control and you have it aligned with your values. Yep. And it just takes that like you said, being intentional, thinking about it, making these lists, going into your life planning. I mean, you have to set yourself up for success. You really yep. do. It Absolutely. does not come naturally.
3: No, it doesn't. I mean, and 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 you know, this isn't uncommon with I find you know, People who are high performers over a long period of time have been incredibly intentional with taking care of themselves so that they can recover effectively. Now, here's the deal, though. I would say this. My biggest thing, particularly to women, is, I mean, my husband and I had three kids in 12 months. I mean, I had, and I was running around like a maniac as an agent. So I would say this. Look, it took. I made a lot of mistakes. I'm 51 now that's gotten me to a place of a lot more confidence and clarity around the power of this system of this ritual, if you will. And, and that's a result of, I, I I'll tell you a story. I, I, um, my, my mom had flown down to Atlanta. My parents live in Michigan still to help my husband. I was going to be gone for four or five keynotes in a week. And it was a busy week. And I, I generally like to cap it at two or three at the most, but it was a busy week. and. And so I was like Atlanta to Dallas, Dallas to New York, New York to L.A., L.A. to, you know, Detroit. I mean, it was just it was just a zigzag. And, and I remember on Thursday calling my mom and breaking down into tears. And I said, Mom, how are the girls? And she goes, they're great. They're, lo- they're awesome. They're doing great. They're having a great time at school. Da-da-da. And I said, Mom, I'm absolutely exhausted. And I talk about performance and I've got to walk on a stage tomorrow in front of 500, I think it was medical device sales folks and talk about performance. And I am a ride. And she said, you know, look, well, here's the deal. I mean, the girls are fine, but when you get back, we got to figure this out. Like we got to sit down and create some systems for you. And that in part, and then there was a lot, there was other moments like that, right? Where, and my mom's that person for me, like I'll just pick up the phone and call her sometimes and just burst into tears. I'm exhausted. I got you. And, but this happens a lot less than it did, you know, call it 15 years ago, because that's when she and I began to say, okay, wait a minute. And that's when she started saying, look, you got to look at your schedule more intentionally and you got to make sure that you have the energy for these moments. And by the way, she reminded me, which I was grateful for, you know, I'd call my mom and dad and say, man, I'm on a boat. Jordan's here. We're flying private to the Bahamas for dinner that night, coming back, you know, and then I got, and I mean, they didn't give a shit about any of it. Like, They didn't care. I would finish this montage of all this cool stuff I was doing and meeting and people in these places. And she would just pause when I would say all of it. And she'd go, how are the girls? How's Fred? Everybody good? No, that makes me teary. Oh, but it was so good because honestly, I could have lost my way. Totally. You could have
0: lost your whole family life on accident
3: absolutely with, but I with think the best of happens.
0: intentions
3: absolutely like, and i think that's why i talk about drive from the perspective of fulfillment not achievement because th- we have to get really aligned with our purpose and 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 what fulfillment is to us otherwise what happens is we unintentionally chase the unimportant mm and by the way, when you get to those moments, which I've seen a lot of people get to, it's it's a lot, it's fun for a couple of days. These guys just won the Super Bowl. It's a blast for a couple of days, but then it's over. So if you're not chasing a lifestyle of getting better every day, of just pursuing a better version of yourself so that you can more adequately conti- contribute to the world around you, when you get there, wherever there is, then what? Because you've seen people actually, I mean, and you yourself reaching your
0: highest dreams and your achievements, you've seen people reach the peak of success as far as accolades, like what you can actually achieve in your career as an an athlete. You have seen people firsthand and you've helped walk with them, achieve their highest dream. So yeah, a little bit more about that. I love that because that's not... Everyone's like, I just got to get here, get here, get here. If I get this, then I'll be happy. That's not it. So, but if you are, and I interviewed some other people earlier there, they really focus on who, wait, who would I interview? Was it? No. Oh yeah. These two girls who just wrote this book, the sunshine Mind, And they were talking about like, if your internal self is well, then when you actually like, and this kind of couples with what you're saying, when you actually achieve these moments, you can enjoy them for what they are, but it's not your whole identity. And it's not, well, like, and, it's,
3: and it's not a finite thing, right? Like I believe in living a life committed to pursuing better versus a life anchored only in goals, because if you have goals and you get there, then what? And right? we see this all the time. Sadly, we see this all the time in life, right? And so I think you've, you've, you've got to get really clear on your purpose on what you're chasing. And, and I think you've got to pull back and say, why do I do what I do? I, I had a A friend of mine tell me a story about a tennis player who came in and he was talking to to my buddy and he said, he he said to her, and she had been declining in her, in her game. She was, you know, one, number one in the world once. And then she was really struggling on the court. And he looked at her and he said, why do you play tennis? And she goes, well, what the, what the hell kind of question is that? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I played it because I want to be number one in the world. And he goes, cool. So if on your tombstone, it says... Mary, I'll use the name Mary. Mary was number one in the world in tennis. Is that cool with you? Is that what you want your tombstone? She said, no, that sounds horrible. He goes, okay, cool. Why do you, why do you play tennis? Your coach wanted me to meet with you because he said, you're not yourself anymore. You're not enjoying it. You're, you're not enjoying practice. You're not having fun in matches. You're throwing matches. You're so what I want to help you, but I got to know why you play tennis. And she goes, Well, I get to buy my parents, like they have a lot of cool stuff. Like I bought my parents a couple cars. I actually paid off their house. And he goes, cool. So if I just, on your tombstone, if it says she had a lot of stuff and she paid for other people to have stuff, is that cool? She goes, no, that's horrible. And literally, and then finally he said, well, look, I want to help you, but I got to know why you do this. Like, I got to know why you do this for me to help you. And she leaves this meeting and she looks at her coach and goes, that was the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. I don't understand what the hell this guy's trying to get out of me. So then like three days later, she had reflected on it and she goes, I got to go meet back with that guy again. And he goes, what's up? And he goes, I got to go meet with her. And so he goes back, she goes back in and meets with him and, and he goes, what's up? Did you figure it out? And she goes, yeah. He goes, why do you play tennis? She goes, because I get to be a ray of sunshine to all these people that get to experience me on the court. I get to make them smile I get to make them experience something that maybe they've never experienced quite like this before. I get to make them smile. I get to make their kids smile. I get to be a a place where business people can bring their colleagues and create an outing and a a, a way that they can enjoy being together. I get to create and do something that makes other people's lives just a little bit better. And he said, okay, cool. So if your tombstone said, You know, she, she was a tennis player who made other people's lives better, made them smile, made them feel, how does that sound? She goes, perfect. I love it. So I say that only because I think we've got to, we've got to, before it gets too late, we've got to say that to ourselves, right? What do we want our tombstone to say? And what I would say is generally it's about others. It's not about us. You know, I think the things that bring all of us the greatest joy is the things that we do for others, the people that we make smile, the people that we lift up, the people's lives we change and impact. I mean, for me, you know, my legacy is absolutely these three girls who are tracking in life, and they're tracking because when when I was when they were really young, I I, I took the time and the energy to gain a lot of clarity so that I didn't miss my one and only opportunity to be a mother, you know? And I I always tell people, lots of people can be their coach their teacher, you know, all these other things in their life, but I'm the only one that can be their mother. Oh, you're getting
0: me in the heart. (laughs) Well, it's true. Cause like what happens if you don't prioritize this, which so many of us fall victim to, because we just don't have the resources, tools. We don't know that that's an option. And then you miss it.
3: You miss it all. Well, and if we aren't intentional about managing our energy, because I do think energy solves a lot of problems for us, then what, you know, we see often, right, is you come home from a tough day at work and, you know, you, you your child is there or you pick them up from daycare or whatever that might be for you. Or women, we walk in the other room and and we don't have the energy for them. And they're who matter most. So, being intentional about managing our energy and our schedule so that we don't drain the tank in the all day, and that we leave some in there for for the people in our lives that matter most. Because sadly, right, a lot of people come home from the office or come out of their office, and they don't say, "I'll have a tall glass of water and a spinach salad." Right? <laughs> they say, "Pour me a vodka soda." <laughs> A great a badass bottle of red, glass of red. <laughs> and, and you know, no, Johnny, I don't want to go play baseball in the backyard. And no, I don't want to sit and color in the coloring book with you. And no, I don't want to hear about all the friend drama at school today. But if we manage our energy, we walk out and we have the, the capacity because we've created the space in our life to give the energy to the people who matter most.
1: Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
2: A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
1: Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
2: Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today visit symbiotica.com and use code iHeart for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order again that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order go to symbiotica.com c-y-m-b-i-o-t-i-k-a.com
0: molly so, i am so glad you are speaking everywhere and writing books and sharing this wisdom this is so incredible And so needed, especially in this world that we live in, where women do it all and feel like they don't get to have a break. And if they do take time for themselves or prioritize, they're gonna everything. They're gonna not be able to advance or have a career or have. You know, we just try to do it all without taking care of ourselves, and this is the key. It's so incredible. And I just want to talk about one more thing that you do that I think was so amazing before we wrap up. You were saying that you would before like you started your day sometimes whenever you were talking about your clients and like really trying to see like what they needed you would like mentally step into their lives you would like spend some like a couple minutes each t- each morning and you would like get into their mindset you would get into their lives get into I'm sure like their family life go into the whole vortex of who they are and what matters to them so you could really visualize and feel what they need and want for their particular life, not just across the board. Okay, let me just do this because this is the most money or this is whatever. It's like mm-hmm. you really stepped into your clients. Talk to me a little bit about that because that is powerful.
3: Well, yeah. And I mean, honestly, Caroline, that's a result of mistakes that I made. I remember when I was early in my career, I picked up the phone and I called a baseball player. I got into the office at 830 or 9 and I called the baseball player and I was like, and he answers the phone. He's like, hello. I'm like, what's up, man? Nice night last nice night. And he goes, Dude, call me after 12, mom. I didn't get home from the park till one. Right. And I was like, and and that was just, you know, and I made mistakes like that. And so what I what I prioritize now is stepping into their world just for a minute before you, before you connect. And I and I try to do that personally and professionally. You know, I try to think before I call my mom or my dad, I think about what did they do yesterday? What what can I maybe ask them about to to connect to? To, to show them that I've, I'm always listening and I care about what you're doing. And, and you know, to, to, so we can do this, deploy this personally and professionally in our lives. But um, basically it was a it was because of a mistake. So I would you know, I, I had nine agents, about 300 athletes and coaches. And I would get into the office and and I would step into their world and I would get this report. This is pre-Twitter, pre-Instagram, pre Twitter, pre Instagram, pre you know, I would get this report of, of last night's, yesterday's, if you will, activity on the field cor- course, wherever they were. And that gave me an opportunity to go, OK, what happened in their world? Because you can't pick up the phone and call a baseball player who hit a bomb to win the game last night and call him and go, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Because he's wrecked. You got you to go, dude, unbelievable. Oh. A field Bomb two for four last night. Nice right? You, you When they've just won the game the night before and their agent calls them and goes, hey, what's up, man? You got to be, be on their level. Yeah, well, yeah. And you got to know what they're doing, right? Like you can't, it, it, I mean, you have to be in their world. And I think it's the same way with any human being, right? Like how can we take the time to know, you know, and I would go out in time and do this too, Caroline. I'd go out, like I'd see a, I'd have a baseball player maybe that I was recruiting, for example. This was one of the guys I was recruiting once. And he was going to be out in San Diego playing the Padres. And I looked at the pitching rotation and I went, oh man, based on this rotation, he's going to have an off day um, in San Diego and he's not pitching the next day. This guy loves to play golf. I thought I'm going to call Tory Pines and try to get him on the golf course and set him up a tee time. And so I called him up one day and I said, hey man, it looks like based on the rotation that when you're in San Diego, like, do you want me to, I got you a tee time at, at Torrey Pines at, you know, 1130, take three, three of your buddies, whatever and you know that they that's anticipation that's demonstrating care and authenticity this is a this isn't something i make any money off of but it's an opportunity to pour into them so i just always encourage people to say you know who are the five 10 50 50 you know most important relationships in your life and how can you step into their world every day or create a system that you can do that to be intentional about about driving connection, about adding value, about anticipating their, their gaps, their needs to create and drive a better relationship and to serve them better.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. This just brought up one thought before we we'll wrap up. With all these people, with all this high intensity, with all this stuff, you're bound to upset people from time to time. Just not because of anything you're doing, just because situations don't play out. The way someone wants them to or they're upset and i don't know if like you could be someone that could get the blame for some of this stuff because you are in the middle of all this how do you deal with energy coming your way when you've done everything you could and you really are trying your best to give your clients everything that they want and and like your partners the partnerships that you're doing for these clients how do you deal with things that don't work out and people mad at you. How do you, how, or upset with you or questioning your decisions? How do you clear that energy and like keep the terms good? Because there's a lot of big things happening around you all the time.
3: Sure. Well, I mean, at the core, my my belief is tell the truth, tell it fast and tell it yourself. Mm-hmm. So if I had a coach that didn't get a job that he wanted, and and this happened once with one of my guys. It was tell the truth, tell it fast and tell it yourself. Own it, right? Communicate with authenticity and transparency and, and do it yourself. Um, to me, is is incredibly important. I had a, I had, a, I had a coach once and he didn't get a job that he wanted, and at 2:30 in the morning, it's on the ticker of the coach, you know, one coach turned it down, and another one turned it down, and then a third one took it. And he's watching and He calls me at, you know, 2:30 in the morning and I answer my phone and he just goes insane on me. I can't believe we didn't get this job. And, you know, I, 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 we, we, you know, to me, it was about telling the truth, telling it fast and, 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 and telling it myself. But I think the other thing is you also have to anticipate these moments and speak the truth into them. And, and I said, and I, and I, in a loving way, a respectful way, but I stayed pretty firm with what he had guided me to do, what he wanted most reminded him of what he had asked for, and that this didn't align with it. So he was just an ego hit at some level, but, but, you know, so I think that's important. I think the other thing though, that I would say is you have to ask yourself, you know, and here's what I would tell people to do If you're listening, think about people who call you on the phone. They call you on your phone. You look down at your phone and you go, Oh shit. Like you see their name and you're like, you got it. What do you want? Uh-huh, you know what uh-huh, I mean? uh-huh. So whenever I, you know, share that sometimes in a keynote, people, they all start laughing and, and, you know, cause we have people like that. So we have to say, do they deserve our energy? You know, are they better than their problems? I had a client, she drove me insane. She called me all the time. And I finally was like, is she better than her problems? Cause she's absolutely exhausting me. And what would it look like if I let this, let this relationship go? Does she deserve all this energy? Is she better than her problems? And she wasn't. And I needed to let it go. And the amount of energy I was giving that one relationship, by the way, was way more than I even realized. Like when I let that relationship go, it's like a breakup with a dude, right? You go over there and you get your earrings and your necklace and you right. But like I, when I let it go, the amount of energy I was giving her was off the chain. Like I, I had no idea, you know, sometimes we're, we're getting sucked dry from something. We don't really realize how significant of a drainer it was until after, Right. you know, we've been in those moments where we, we go, Oh my God, I had no idea how much that was weighing on me. Right. Right. So I think, tell the truth, tell it fast and tell it yourself and then have the courage to ask yourself, are they better than their problems? And some of them are. So then you maybe have to have a difficult conversation and realign.
0: That's amazing, Molly. You are so wise and you're so practical and it makes so much sense and you know how to handle the biggest situations most effectively. It's just such a pleasure to get a peek into your brain and all the knowledge that you've accumulated over your life. Thank you for sharing this. I always wrap up with leave your light. What do you want people to know? It's just super open-ended.
3: I would say as you lean into some of these things that I share, just be gentle on yourself. You know, it, it, you're you're gonna you're gonna have some. Great days, some tough days, some moments that you nail it, some moments that you don't, some situations that work and don't work. And and, and there was a ton that didn't work for me and there was some that did. And so I would just say, be gentle on yourself along the way and give yourself some grace.
0: Amazing. Where can everyone find you? You have a lot
3: of outpourings of information. Where can everyone get you? Yeah. No, my podcast. I mean, I have a podcast too and I love it. I'm grateful for it. It's Game Changers with Molly Fletcher. I just encourage people to start there. There's a lot of great, I've been fortunate to have some wonderful people. And then my website's Fletcher.com. And you have courses people can sign up for. You have books to read.
0: Yeah, You literally, yep. you, are, you are one of those who ha- can get your information out into like a form that can be accessed by other people. So thank you for just, taking the time to give all this information to us in all different ways. This is stuff that really can change your life. And you are just such a great guide for so many of us. So I appreciate you more than you know, Molly. Thank Thanks you for coming so much, on.
3: Karen. Absolutely, it was it it was it was super fun. Thanks for having me.
0: I appreciate it. And I hope I see you
3: out there someday. I gotta come to Nashville. I gotta see you on stage. Maybe you can roll that back out for me. I wanna see you on stage. I need to come to one of your <laughs> talks. Next time you're here, I wanna catch it.
0: I will. I'll tell you. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Molly. Have a great day. Thanks
3: so much. Bye. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with
1: Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A Redwood
0: Forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait!
1: Did we just invent California?
0: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at VisitCalifornia.com.